This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast. You want stop chop for every football news, well, NFL news here in the MVP world, the little atmosphere that we live in. And we got a jam-packed show, Mark. Franchise tags are long and gone. Kirk Cousins wasn't getting tagged. Didn't get tagged by the Redskins. That's good. It would have been a really dumb move forever. to tag him. Wouldn't it have been awkward if it's like, hey, here's my final four teams and you're tagged. It would have and just been the back. ultimate middle finger from Washington, mm-hmm. uh, from the Washington oh, brass to oh, say, you, you thought you had a choice. Anywhere. You had a choice. We're going to trade you. We have your choice. Or just to even be that big of a dick about it to mm-hmm. say, no, 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 no. You're the backup now. <laughs> You're Alex Smith's backup. <laughs> the highest paid backup in the NFL. <laughs> going to be talking about Kirk Cousins' own, which team he's going to be signing with. Then we're going to take a look at some wide receivers. Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson, um, Jarvis Landry, some landing spots, best fits for those guys in free agency and trade. And then last but not least, we're going to look at the Cleveland Browns and whether or not they should draft Baker Mayfield in the 2018 NFL Draft. But before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, you want to support us, go check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. Christian will be on a podcast later this month. I know he wants to talk Jarvis Landry and the possible landing spots for him. If you want to be like him, check out that $10 tier. Also, you want to check out the shirt that Mark has on. Check the store link down below in the description. Get yourself an MVP t-shirt. Last but not least, you got to bookmark mostvalpodcast.com. That's where we put everything from the channel. And go give the onside kick a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. But, Mark, let's get into it. Kirk Cousins, the Jets, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Vikings, that's the final four. Who's he going to sign with? It's, it's tough because I can see two different things. Um, I I think Denver, to me, has always made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. uh, but cap issues have been a problem with that. So I look at two different teams where I'm a little less concerned. Uh, and those cap, the things that the Broncos are going to do to relieve cap issues, I think, mm-hmm. are going to make it a little bit more unappealing to Cousins. Uh, I look at the Minnesota Vikings and I look at the New York Jets. Okay. Because the the Minnesota Vikings are that I can come in and we can win a Super Bowl tomorrow type of team. Why That's not? Great. That's Why what not? he said he wants. He said he wants that ring, mm-hmm. so he's going to go get he it. He don't got to worry about the money. He's been tagged twice already. Yeah, he's got that cash. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side, of course, you could say that, well, then you can go to Denver, uh, which is you fair. You can go to the Browns, too. You can go anywhere you want. <laughs> um, you know, the other one I say the Jets, and the reason I say the Jets is because they're the team that's going to pay them. Mm-hmm. And they've even, you know, essentially come out to say, you know, without directly saying that we're going to pay him whatever he asks they essentially said, we're going to do what it takes, mm-hmm. however much money that is, to make sure that he's our quarterback. Um, and it's not as good of a situation in New York. Yeah, you got to go against Tom Brady. He would get year. paid, though. Mm-hmm. He get paid the big bucks. He's in the, the weaker conference. Mm-hmm. The AFC currently is a weaker True. conference. True. So he's got a little bit more leeway. Uh, Tom Brady's not going to be around forever, despite popular opinion. So he can potentially dominate that division where he's got younger quarterbacks to compete with in the NFC North um, and a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFC Mm -hmm. in general that are really talented. Uh, 
So New York does have some appeal. And the flip side is you can be in Minnesota, small market, or you can be in the biggest market or maybe the second biggest market of New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to share it with another team, but the Giants suck right now anyways. You can be the dominant star uh, in you know, in the New York Jets organization, but in the city of New York as a whole right now, it's the riskier move, but it's going to pay you better. Uh, and, you know, there are some appealing parts to it. To me, every single team has their, it has their positives, also has their negatives, obviously. Duh. Like for the Vikings, positive is you step into that team, could win a Super Bowl tomorrow, your Super Bowl favorites the next day. The negative, though, like you said, small market team might not get paid as much. Broncos are kind of in a similar situation to where they're in the weaker side. They're in the AFC. You could step in and be the favorites in the AFC tomorrow. It would be immediately Patriots and Broncos atop the AFC Mm -hmm. is what we would be talking about for a conference championship. The negative side is you're probably contract issue. You're not going to be paid as much because of those contracts. Also, Another positive there is you get to work with John Elway. The greatest quarterback in Denver Bronco history is the guy that's going to be pulling you in to that team. The Cardinals, you get to play with Larry Fitzgerald. you got David Johnson hopefully coming back next year. The negative is you go to Arizona, you'll never win a Super Bowl. I will guarantee that. You're not going to win. It's a tough spot. Because how long is Fitzgerald going to be around? Because you're not going to win probably one one. more year, and you're not going to like you're not going to have Fitzgerald long term. They're going to be losing some pieces on defense. Exactly. I don't like that. I think the Cardinals are the clear no in this situation. And then you have the Jets. The Jets, you can get the most money. To me, the negative though is with the Jets of yeah, we don't know how long Tom Brady's going to be around. But what if he's around enough? Just enough to block you and keep you from winning a division, keep you from getting to a Super Bowl. That's why, to me, the only two teams that it comes down to are the Vikings and the Broncos. Which one do you want to go to? Because they're both kind of like each other. They both have similar things. Strong defense. The run game's better with Minnesota. They both have wide receivers. I would say the Vikings' wide receivers are a little bit better with Thielen and Diggs compared to where um, Sanders and Thomas are right now with Rudolph there as well. However, the defenses are going to be good. The only thing that would shift me to the Vikings is not just because I'm a Vikings fan, but that defense is younger than the Broncos. So to me, process of elimination, not just because I am a fan of Minnesota, Vikings, mm-hmm. like if he doesn't sign with Minnesota, biggest mistake for Kirk Cousins. Biggest I don't think mistake. it's the biggest mistake. Uh, necessarily, because there are reasons to not go to Minnesota. Like uh, what? Well, you're not going to get paid as much. Okay, You are in a division with talented quarterbacks who are around the same age as you or mm-hmm. younger uh, that you have to go up against. Uh, you are also, if you go to Minnesota, you're going to have the issue of being in the NFC as opposed to the AFC. Like I said, AFC mm-hmm. is weaker than that. I mean, there's not a ton of but disadvantages. He's, he's also but there familiar are with the NFC playing he is. in it his whole career. He is. Um, and you know, that does, that works for quarterbacks. When mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was looking for a new team, he essentially ruled out everybody in the NFC because yeah. he wanted to stick into the AFC. So you're right. There is some value to that. Um, I think it's good. I actually, as much as I, I know that, uh, we're going to be on the opposite where you say Broncos, I say Jets for the, yep. uh, the second team. Mm-hmm. 
there is value to being able to say this team has a lot of money, and if he truly is willing to take less of it, that's a team that might be able to buy some talent in the offseason. Mm-hmm. A risky move still, but Kirk Cousins might be able to say, hey, call up my guy Jimmy. You know, maybe we make a trade for Jarvis Landry. You know, I can make some moves. I can be mm-hmm. this appealing guy. I might be able to drag some people to New York with and me. And let's be honest, too. I can't remember if someone in the comments section helped me out. I can't remember if it's their quarterback coach or their offensive coordinator. Someone in the Jets staff, I believe, was with the Redskins when Kirk Cousins was being scouted out mm-hmm. of Penn State. So the big thing that's linking him to the Jets also is that one coach that knows Kirk Cousins, scouted him throughout yeah. the process, and he's got that relationship with that guy who I want to say it's their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. has that link to Kirk. But I definitely think that when you just look at the pure, the simplest answer, if you want to play on easy right now, you go to Minnesota. Exactly. Because That's they're the I'm... team that you're most likely to win. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to have to go against Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford, and maybe we'll be able to put Mitch Trubisky in mm-hmm. that same category in a year or two. Uh, and Chicago's got an improving defense that maybe might scare you, not this coming year, but maybe maybe next year. Uh, there are things that are scary. The only thing that scares me in the AFC, or the AFC East, is going to be Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look at the... AFC West, there are some things that do scare me. There are some teams that are on the up uh, up and up, are supposed to be on the up and up, but a lot of them didn't play like they were actually on the up and up. Uh, so there's a little bit of question there, a little bit of mystery uh, in that division of where it's going to go. But there is some appeal just to playing that division. The NFC uh, West, I want nothing to do with that if I'm Kirk Cousins. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to rule that division for years Well, to Jimmy come. Garoppolo, you got Russell Wilson well, over there. You've got Jared Goff. I don't want anything to do with it. And that's the thing that I was hearing. I heard this today. I want to say it was on NFL Live um, mm-hmm. on ESPN today when I went home for lunch. And what they were talking about, and really the Jets, living, they're living and dying on this Kirk Cousins decision because – if Kirk Cousins decides to go to the Jets, they'll have a similar situation, I believe, that the Niners have right now. Like um, on NFL Live, they were saying that the Niners' big push to guys like Allen Robinson, who we're going to talk about later, yep. is hey, look who we got locked down in our quarterback position. We got Jimmy G locked down. Come and play for us. Mm-hmm. Come be his guy. Come play for us. We've got our quarterback situation locked down, Pat, and we want to rule this division. So, I mean, the Patriots are not the Patriots. That's who I was on the mind. The Jets, if they get Kirk Cousins, they could do a similar thing. Hey, Tom Brady's not going to be here forever. The Patriots aren't going to rule. Bill Belichick also is not going to be here forever. Come play here. We've got our quarterback locked down. We have him set. Come here. Once Tom's yep. gone, we can start winning. And it's welcome to New York. You know that's that's an appealing thing for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, so I, to me, as much as I early on wanted it to be the Broncos, plus it's not that bad of a move from DC to no, New York. Not at all. Um, you know, you're used to the cost of things, so that yes. helps out. Uh, but, but you know, as much as I wanted the Broncos to work out, mm-hmm. the more and more I see it, I just don't. I don't buy the two West Coast. Well, they're not West Coast, but I don't buy the two more West teams mm-hmm. of the Arizona Cardinals. The, and the ones Denver in Broncos. the AFC and NFC West. Yeah, uh, I just don't necessarily see it happening. I see the Broncos being that team that needs to 
gamble a little bit on mm. one of these other quarterbacks. You know, maybe it's a Case Keenum, uh, somebody who they can get. They'll have to spend some money on, but not mm-hmm. a ton of money. Um, and you know, and, and that'll be its own thing. And I'm sure we'll have a conversation about the Broncos quarterback well, situation in the future. Well, and not just their situation. The one thing I was going to say is if it if there's any of the two West teams, Cardinals and Broncos. The reason why I put the Broncos at two is, touching on that is, you look at the NFC West like you talked about. I don't want to go up against Jimmy G. I don't want to have to face that Seattle defense twice a year. I don't want to have to face that Rams defense twice a year as well. You look at the situations with the AFC West, though, I look at that and go, all right, the division winner from last year just traded their quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is their guy but he's still young. I can ride with that. I can mm-hmm. still I can go one on one with that kid and beat that kid. You have the Chargers who yeah, to me they could be the top dog next year, but they're always that team where it's like are they good? Are they bad? Are they good? Nope, they're just mediocre and yeah. that's where they lie. And then you've got the Raiders where it's like, yeah, they've got a quarterback. He can be really good, but they've got a new head coach that is coming out of the booth, and we're not quite sure what he's going to do with that team. This team also transitioning to Vegas. What Derek Carr are we going to see? The one we saw two years ago, the one we saw last year. That's why, to me, I wouldn't shy away from the Broncos because if I'm Kirk Cousins, I could say, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to be the quarterback, the top dog in the AFC West. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like the Vikings as well. When you brought up the negative of playing a Matthew Stafford, playing a Aaron Rodgers, it makes me think of, what we're saying about these quarterbacks in the draft right now. One of the big knocks with Sam Darnold and people said at the combine is, oh, he's afraid. He was afraid to compete with the other guys and throw at the combine. If you're a quarterback, that's what I want. I want a guy that's going to say, I don't care if I got to go up against Aaron Rodgers twice a year. I'm going to be better than him because I'm going to be better. That's why Mm -hmm. a guy we're talking about later in the podcast, I'm all over Baker, Baker Mayfield right now after the combine said all the right things, checked all the right boxes I know that I'm buying the hype after the combine, and the combine isn't everything, but that's what I want. That is what I want in a quarterback. Someone who's going to go out there and be like, I'm the best, I'm going to do it. Kind of like Tom Brady, but Tom Brady does it with his play. But the problem, of course, with that being that when you say it's this is about the Mm -hmm. ring, this is about the win, don't you want to go to the easiest situation? Which you can make the argument that Minnesota is, and I've also said that Minnesota is I think is the Minnesota easiest. is the easiest but just because of the talent around him. If you, will he say, I'm going for a ring, therefore I want to play somewhere weaker? Because that's going to make it easy. I know I'm passing up on all this well, good talent. Here's the thing. But I can make this other team better. With the Jets and the Broncos are in this too. The mm-hmm. Broncos, the only team out of these four that are a perfect situation is Minnesota because you can drop him in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to tinker with some stuff. You're going to bring some guys on, but you don't have to make any major overhauls. You've got your guys on the oh, outside. Yeah. You've got your tight mm-hmm. end. You've got your running backs. Maybe You're good add for, some. This, this maybe team as a core is good help. for what, two, three years? Yeah, two, three years. For the Broncos and for the Jets, more so on the Jets, if I am Kirk Cousins and I am picking the Jets, I am putting my faith, a lot of my faith, mm-hmm. in that Jets front office that, okay, I'm coming to you. Go get me the guys. Well, you I have to go make, get your guys. You make that decision assuming, if I'm Kirk Cousins, you mm-hmm. make that decision assuming 
you're going to be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady uh, or Peyton Manning when he Mm -hmm. went to Denver. You're going to be that guy who comes into that and says, I help you make these decisions. But let me put it this way. Is he going to be that? I'll ask that question. Is he going to be that guy? We're saying that if he goes there, we're assuming he would be that guy. But is he? That's what I'm saying. Will he be? Sure. Because he's a guy. But that's what I'm saying is that we're assuming he will. Without assuming. Mm -hmm. Asking now the question. Yeah. Is he going to be that guy if he goes to New York? Because, yeah, you can yes, say that. Yes, the answer is yes, he would be but, that but, guy if he goes to New York. That's what I'm could, saying. But you could say that, uh-huh. oh, well, he didn't make the playoffs and stuff because sure. he was on the Redskins. But there is that side. No, 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 that no that's not the way. I'm saying if you get that hot commodity. You're saying, like, we've got the quarterback position locked down. Like, we've no, no, got that position the, locked. Here, let me explain. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm, I'm saying if you if you are Kirk Cousins and you are going to the Jets, mm. you do not go to the Jets without having a discussion first that says, hey, I am going to be a part of rebuilding this team. I am mm-hmm. not going to just trust you to get it right. I want to be involved. If we get a new coach sometime— you I want to be in the room. Okay. I don't need to make the decision, but I want to be there. You want to be in the conversation yeah. is what you're saying. The and way that you would confer with Aaron Rodgers and ask him his opinion. You know, the the way that, uh, you know, same thing with Tom Brady. The thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be there pretty soon if he continues to be good. You know, when Jimmy Garoppolo says, I want you to go after this guy in free agency, you do it. Mm-hmm. You say, yes, sir. Essentially, in that case, here's what I'm getting at. Completely mm. different side of it. If he goes to New York and yeah. Jimmy G is also in this, but there's a lot more hype around Jimmy G because and it's still smaller a smaller sample bit, size. This, yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of prove it still with Jimmy G. Well, and here's the thing with Kirk Cousins. Is he going to be the guy basically that when I say be the guy, I mean like. All right, the Jets go, we've got Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Hey, Allen Robinson. Hey, you. Hey, you. Come play for us. We got Kirk Cousins. Or our free agent's going to go, oh, you mean the guy that went 9-7, 8-7-1, 7-9, and that year he went 7-9, he's 0-1 in the playoffs, and that was Mm -hmm. a home game? Like, you're telling me that guy's who I'm going to go play for? Like, will, will he be the guy, meaning, like, guys will be like, yeah, you know what? Put me up, sign me up. I want to. Play Are with they going to essentially look at his stats or his record? Mm-hmm. Is the question. Well, in and that that's case. it. Is the record more so on him, or is it more so on the Redskins being the Redskins? I would think, based on his stats, we're going to assume it's a little bit more of that, but mm-hmm. um, more of the Redskins. But we won't really know until he goes somewhere. I mean, if he goes to Minnesota and Minnesota doesn't win, a, you know, I'm not going to say they don't win a Super Bowl, but if they're at least not. If, if essentially Minnesota gets one and done in the playoffs next year, there's going to be a lot of questions about Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. then. Because everyone's going to say, dude, look at your team. You were set up to to win the whole Super Bowl. Oh, if he goes to the Vikings and doesn't at least get to, at the least, to the NFC Championship game, it's a bust. It's a bust for Kirk Cousins. Because I can say, with because mm-hmm. I have proof that Case Keenum could have done that. With the same exact team, with the yeah, almost the did. same exactly with almost the same exact offense mm-hmm. and defense, Case Keenum could do it. So Case Keenum is better than you, Kirk. That's what I would be saying if he doesn't get at least to the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. But that's the question that small question that we have with Kirk is: yeah. I know he was on the Redskins, but 
overall, he hasn't won more than nine games in a season. That was his first year of being that 16-game starter. And who was the quarterback he lost to in the playoffs? Aaron Rodgers. A guy he would have to play twice if he went to Minnesota. So you're saying, put it on the table, Kirk Cousins, who should he sign with? I say that the Jets are interesting, but go for easy mode. Go to Minnesota. Give me one team. One team. That's what I just did. I said the Jets are intriguing, but go on easy mode. Play for Minnesota. I'm going the same way. Go with the Vikings. It's just the one that makes the most sense. It's the best team. Uh, It's the best options for you. It's the clearest route. If you don't go to the Vikings, you lied to me. That's basically what you did when you said that, oh, it's more about the ring than the money. Not necessarily. It depends what he does. Because if he goes to Denver, then I don't think he lied. But if he goes to the Jets, then I think there's an argument that maybe he was bullshitting yeah. you. Like the Broncos are that team where, okay, I can still see it, mm-hmm. but I'd still look at it and go, did you not see the Viking roster over here and what they're put together? But there's but also I, the flip side of but maybe I he just argue. doesn't get along with exactly. somebody. I couldn't argue, yeah. though, if he went to the Broncos over the Vikings. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Who is Kirk Cousins going to sign with? Who's going to grab him? Who do you want to see him play with next season? Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. But, Mark, let's move on into our next topic. We're looking at the we looked at the quarterback. Now we're going to the wide receivers. And this is a topic originally we were going to talk about where could Jarvis Landry be traded. However, Christian couldn't be on the podcast tonight. He'll be on the podcast in the future this month. Wanted to specifically look at Jarvis Landry, so we changed it a little bit. We're going to be looking at the other wide receivers along with Jarvis Landry of what's the best team fits for Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson. I'm going to let you pick. Which Mm -hmm. one do you want to start with? Well, I think... um... I say let's go into Jarvis Landry just because he's okay. been the, the biggest name, and then we can move into the other two. Then tell me, who's the best team fit for Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry, really, I feel, as much as the, the hometown bias in me wants to say Chicago, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. are a really good fit for him. Uh, this is a team that needs to get a uh, a talented wide receiver that Joe can just sling the ball to and I know that Jarvis Landry right now is a slot receiver uh but I really well he wants to play on the outside yeah I really think that you know even though people are viewing him as that slot receiver Mm -hmm. I do think he's going to be able to thrive at on the outside and be that guy who can just hey run that direction and Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw you the football yeah he he's proven that he can go up and you know make those contested catches he uh you know, will be the kind of guy that Joe Flacco loves to have. Uh, and that's why I lean a little bit more towards the Ravens as opposed to the other team that's been talked about, the Chicago Bears, because we don't really know what Trubisky and Nagy are going to want to do. I mean, we have ideas of what they want to do, mm-hmm. but we don't really, we haven't seen it yet. So I don't know if that's something that you can rely that Jarvis Landry is the best fit for that, where we know what Joe Flacco is going to do. We know what mm-hmm. Landry wants to do and what he's been able to do. So he's going to be able to just go down essentially and get it. Well, and that's like with the Bears. The thing that I think about is at first I'm like, well, yeah, he'd be a great fit for the Bears because he'd be the number one wide receiver and then Mm -hmm. Trubisky would have one. But then I think of with Nagy being there, I'm like, okay, think of the wide receivers they had in Kansas City. They don't really need a Jarvis Landry where like – I mean it might be nice if you have a guy that works in the slot. Well, because like think about it this way. 
the Chiefs had Jeremy Macklin. Mm-hmm. Eventually got rid of him and let him walk. Okay, Tyreek Evans, you're our Tyreek Hill. You're our guy. You're who we're going with, who is not the same kind of player as Jarvis Landry. The real fit for the Bears, and I know this is a little off topic, but I'll bring it in, is Jimmy Graham. Like, if they want to go yeah, for, sure. for a guy, Jimmy Graham, be your Calvis, your your Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I almost said Calvis Tressley. Um, Travis Kelsey. Whereas Jarvis Landry, I don't like the Ravens fit really well, but there's other teams out there that, like, the one team I would love to see him get traded to, don't know if there's going to be much of this, but what about the Carolina Panthers? A mm-hmm. team that they need something. They need a wide receiver. They had a Calvin Benjamin. They had a Ted Ginn. Now, what if you get that same guy to be that threat on the outside, mm-hmm. like a Ted Ginn? Like Ted Ginn wasn't necessarily outside, but he was a deep threat. He yeah. dropped a lot of balls for the Panthers, especially when he was on my fantasy team that one year. But he could be that and give Cam Newton that deep threat. Could make them competitors yet again because they have Jonathan Stewart they have Christian McCaffrey it was really the wide receivers that kind of pierced them in the end especially dropping that one touchdown pass from Cam against the Saints helping them and basically that helping them lose that game mm-hmm. that's kind of a team that I look at that's not Baltimore because really the main two teams to get Jarvis Landry are going to be the Bears and the Ravens but are there going to be outside teams like the Panthers or maybe the Browns I got a different outside team for okay. you okay and I don't think people are going to be uh, expecting it necessarily. And Can I, don't I want guess it to what team it is? Sure. Give me a give me a conference. Uh, a conference NFC. It's an NFC team. It's an NFC team. You wouldn't necessarily expect it. I wouldn't expect it. But huh? I, it'll Seattle. Nope. Go ahead, tell me. Green Bay Packers. Ooh, okay, good choice. Think about good Randall choice. Cobb. Might get cut. Well, he might also not just get cut, but isn't his contract up at the end of the year? Isn't he on a contract deal, I believe? I'm not sure if he's on a con- I'll look it up. If, it, if this is the last season or not. But Jordy Nelson, you know, uh, people are tr- that's a big argument right there about Jordy mm-hmm. Nelson and if he is slowing down or not. Well, he did get injured, too. Yeah. And and people have yeah, that this argument. Is a, this is a contract year for Cobb. People have that argument of, is Jordy Nelson going to come back? But then mm-hmm. there's also Devonta Adams, who... You know, is has been really good, has been successful. But the problem is, uh, I think he's a free agent now, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering right. Either this year or next year, he's a free agent. Um, and it depends on what they're going to do for that. But I think a guy who really would benefit Aaron from— Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. From a guy who can be that outside weapon or work in the slot, especially if Randall Cobb is not going to be there to be able mm-hmm. to pull that off, is Jarvis Landry. I mean, having—there's no one better— unfortunately, than uh, at throwing the Hail Mary at the end of the game or at the end of halftime than Aaron Rodgers. Imagine having a guy like Jarvis Landry to go up and get the ball. Well, I mean, and that's another thing. Even think about last year where early on I was all in on the Dolphins because I'm like, man, look at Jay and Jarvis. Yeah. Jay is finding an early time. I'm like, book it. Like, Jay Cutler, go. I'm like, Dolphins in the playoffs, you're going and then I'm like, oh, wait, like uh, they don't look too hot. And then everything kind of derailed for them. You said you think Devonta Adams. Yeah, I thought that he was either a free agent or a free agent next year. No, he is. So there's a potential out after next season. OK. Otherwise, he's locked up until 2022. So after the 2021 season. OK, so they got a little bit of more time on. Him. Yeah, they've got the only free agent that they have is Jeff Janis is yeah. the only wide receiver that's yeah. a free agent for them. But. Yeah, that's something I didn't even think about because 
That's another team where it's also a team where they said for once they're going to actually be, be aggressive players. in uh, in the offseason. Well, because like they have Randall Cobb, they have Jordy Nelson, like a guy they had to step up that really wouldn't be that main of a guy on our team. I root for him just because he came from mm-hmm. Illinois with the Fighting Illini, but um, Gmo Geronimo Allison, yeah, um, he was a guy who went undrafted. Now he's playing good minutes for the Packers, but yeah, that's one I wouldn't have thought about. Like when it's you, a team where you don't think that they would have a need at wide receiver, but when well, you start to think about it, they have a need at wide receiver. And that's why I said when you were like when you said you wouldn't necessarily think about it. That's why I said the Seahawks. I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, they got Doug Baldwin, but like they could use maybe some wide receiver help if like it's a mm-hmm. team that I'm not thinking about. What about moving on, Sammy Watkins? What's yeah. a team that fits Sammy Watkins? Well, Sammy or Watkins, fit, I should say, for I, Sammy. I kind of have a feeling that he's going to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot for him to be. Is this um, a, hey, go ahead, test the waters, you're going to like it here anyways? We'll I kind of feel like it is. You know, I, I think he, he gets some offers, and I think he could get some good money. But there's also been past times in Sammy Watkins that didn't work out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be some reservation for some of these people. Uh, and I think that it might be an opportunity for Sammy Watkins to say, not really thrilled about a lot of the places I can be on. I'm on a team that's on the up and up. I mean, we scored a lot of points last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just want to stay here, even if I take a little bit less money. Maybe staying here is not a bad thing. Yeah, and I mean, Sammy Watkins to me, I feel like the when you say like, oh, who's the best fit? And this is even Allen Robinson too. Mm-hmm. Like Allen Robinson, we'll get into because I have a specific team for him. But I think you might have the same thought I have. Like Sammy Watkins to me is basically. All right, we didn't get Jarvis Landry. Now on to Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think he's going to become. Because like I could see, like I don't think the Bears would be a good fit for him. Only because if I'm a Bears fan, am I getting the Bills Sammy Watkins? Am I getting the Rams Sammy Watkins? Yep. Like that's what I'm thinking about. I think though for him, like I could see him staying with the Rams, but I could also see him being like you know. I'm not going to go to the Rams. I'm going to the 49ers. Like, Mm -hmm. making that big of a statement, whereas Allen Robinson bringing him in, I think the best fit for him is Baltimore. Like, if Baltimore doesn't get Jarvis Landry, go after Allen Robinson. However, the only question with Allen Robinson is that injury, and is he going to be the same guy after the injury? So you think Allen Robinson to, to Baltimore? Yes, if they don't get Jarvis Landry. I Jarvis was actually, Landry's obviously yeah. the prize. I was thinking Allen Robinson to the San Francisco 49ers. And Sammy Watkins to Baltimore if they don't get Landry? No, I think Sammy Watkins is going to stay in L.A. Okay. I think Baltimore is the Jarvis Landry route. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears are the ones who are getting the shaft. Yeah. Of the quarterback needy team. Is that just, you, I'm being sorry, a Bear, wide is that just you being a Bears fan and usually no, getting the shaft? No, it's just that usual, you look at the Bears' history, they have had troubles getting those offensive talents you know, since the big Brandon Marshall signing. And then, like, Dave, Dave brought up after we recorded the fast break, he's like, yeah, usually we get wide receivers that are past their primes mm-hmm. in free agency. Like, yeah. Brandon Marshall was the last one that actually panned out. Yep. And you start to look at some of these options, and, and you know, and people will probably in the comment section maybe say Martellus Bennett, mm-hmm. but— Martellus Bennett was kind of a cast off mm-hmm. in a way too that just happened to work out for a while. Yeah, um, and I mean you saw what he just did this year to the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers. Um, but I Chicago in their history 
doesn't really attract offensive talent. They can attract defensive talent. They Chicago, struggle with offense. Chicago needs one of these guys, though. Oh, they for need sure. to either trade for a Jarvis Landry, get a Sammy Watkins, or get Allen Robinson. They need to. They mm. need to give Trubisky something. Yeah. Because I would not be, if I'm a Bears fan, I wouldn't be confident saying, well, I guess Calvin Ridley's our guy. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't get anything free agency. I don't even think they agency. would do that. I even I, then who's going to be your number one wide receiver? That's what I'm looking does at. Does Christian Kirk fall to the in the second round? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's essentially what you start looking at. And I, I feel like for the Chicago Bears, they're the team that doesn't really luck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe they, maybe people overpay for uh, Watkins or I'll Robinson tell you this. You know who the Bears should target early in the second round because he might be there? Hmm. Ellen Lazard, the wide receiver out of Iowa State. Seeing him at the Combine, mm-hmm. absolutely love this kid. Yeah. There there were a few people in our comment section that were like, hey, check out the film for Lazard. And I was like, ah, I'll get to it. Saw him at the Combine. I'm like, I got to check this kid out. Mm-hmm. He, looks something, he looks something special out there. Yeah. And he's got the height for it. But so you're saying Jarvis Landry to the Ravens. Yep. You're saying Sammy Watkins to stays in LA. The LA Rams and then Allen Robinson to the 49ers. the 49ers. What do you think then happens with Jacksonville? Like is Jacksonville going to try to get into it if Allen Robinson doesn't stay? No, I think Jacksonville might be one, might be a good option to draft. A wide receiver, a wide like receiver. a James Washington, a yeah. Cortland Sutton. I think they, yeah, I, I, Cortland Sutton, I can definitely mm-hmm. see that happening. I think that's a good fit under the draft. I think he'll probably fall a little bit, especially because the attention on these wide receivers in the draft has been falling, falling. Where originally people were saying, you know, top receiver Calvin Ridley to the Bears at eight. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, eh, maybe he falls into the early teens. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that first wide receiver maybe doesn't even go into the late teens. You know, it's everything's falling back a little bit. Um, I think people are excited about the depth for wide receivers here. Um, so I, I definitely expect that they will be a team that maybe not try and make the big splash in free agency. Uh, and they're also a team that's not set up to necessarily need that great target that's going to be the the showstopper, the household mm-hmm. name. They don't necessarily need it, but they still have options there. So we settle it down for you. Rams get a wide receiver, Ravens, and then the 49ers. Yep. Talking about Jacksonville, they're going to draft. Yeah. What do your Bears do? What do they do in the end? Do they get anyone from free agency? Well, I think... The, and then do they settle on the draft? I think the Bears will probably get, like, I hate to say it, but they'll probably end up getting, like, a lesser name mm-hmm. uh, through free agency. And then the big target, I think, will be in the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's still hope for Kevin White. I mean, I know he posted that, or his dad posted a Twitter picture of him flexing in a forest or a jungle, whatever. Anyone, anyone can flex. I, I can flex. Thought, it wouldn't right? be as strong. I was but. like, man, he looks good, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely expect that it's going to ha- probably have to be the draft. I still go strong mm-hmm. for Bears defense in the first round, and then you can you definitely take some shots for those uh, wide receivers. I'm going to be a little bold. So I'm going to say Jarvis Landry goes to Chicago, mainly because of the um, Adam Gase Chicago connection with Ryan Pace. I feel like there's going to have something there for the Landry why would, to go to. Oh, I ju- mean, I guess I can see what you're saying. Just to get like, because Gase might tell the front office, target this guy, target that guy. These are some guys that I might want mm-hmm. on my team, either defensively or off. Pretty much anybody who was there when yeah, Gase was there is gone exactly. in well, Chicago. Though. I mean, if maybe there's somebody there mm-hmm. that he likes. Um, 
So I'm gonna There's say, only like 40 people on that roster So I'm going right to say Jarvis Landry to the Bears. I'm going to say Sammy Watkins does not go back to L.A. He's gone. He's going to stay in California. He'll go and play for the 49ers. However, the 49ers, I'll be interested to see what they do, what kind of a splash they make in free agency. I think Allen Robinson then goes to the Baltimore Ravens. And then Jacksonville's sitting there and drafting a guy. The Rams might do the same thing in a later round. And then we'll see what we go to from there. But any final thoughts before we move on into NFL draft talk? Uh, I just that I think that, that we might be able to see a surprise out of a team like mm-hmm. uh, the Browns or I was a team say, like the Jets. Do the Browns get somebody in this? Like, do they get one of these wide receivers and snatch Probably them away? Probably not. But it depends on if they're willing to say, "Hey, just so you know, we're going to draft a quarterback at He's number be one. Good. We're going to pay you a lot of money." It's basically mm-hmm. those two teams that have a lot of money. True. Are they going to be able to spend? Yeah, and that's why the Browns, to me, uh, I'm kind of taking a route with the Browns. I'll believe it when I see it mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Because who like who really wants to play for Cleveland? Like Brandon had that video where the Browns need to sign Kirk Cousins. That's yeah. where he needs to go. And then he comes out with his final four, and he the Browns aren't there. Like nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Yep. You're 1-15, oh, 0-16. Nobody wants to play. And you don't for want you. to play for the coach. Yeah, that too. A guy who had he's won a win, single game, one win years. in two years. It's not looking good for Cleveland, but that could change any moment. So that could change. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Where's Jarvis Landry going? Where is Sammy Watkins going? Where is Allen Robinson going? What are the best fits for them in the NFL this free agency? But, Mark, let's move on into our last discussion, and I'm going to set this one up for you before I ask the question and I just come out here. So we had the NFL Combine this past week, rounded out on Monday with the safeties and cornerbacks, all the defensive backs doing their drills. But earlier on, this was like maybe Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday because the quarterbacks have not thrown yet. They were doing their interviews and I'm sitting there watching, I want to say it was NFL Live, and they have the camera on Baker Mayfield, and he's doing his interview, and he's talking, and he's saying all the right things, mm-hmm. checking all the right boxes. That's what you always hear with the draft. you got to check the right boxes, check this box, check that box. And I'm sitting there watching him talk, and he's talking about how he's a competitor, and he's talking about how he'll go and play for anyone, and I'm just hearing him talk, and I'm going, he needs to be a Cleveland Brown. He needs to. So here's what I'm going to propose. All right. Basically, should the Browns draft Baker Mayfield, and this is the scenario how I think they do it, you don't take him number one. Number one, you take Saquon Barkley. That's because the Giants, if they go quarterback, I don't think they're going to go Baker Mayfield. He's not high enough on their board. They'll go with a Darnold. They'll go with a Rosen. Then you got the Colts. Yeah, but Ricky, the Colts can trade that pick. A guy can snatch in a quarterback. I think Rosen or Allen would be the target if a team's trading up for that point. So basically what I'm saying is I think there's a perfect storm to get Saquon at one, Baker Mayfield at four, and now I'll ask you, 
Should the Browns draft Baker Mayfield? Should he be the next quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? I think that's kind of the ideal situation, honestly, for for me because of the fact that, and I, it's not for me, it's not Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Saquon Barkley. I think the Browns need Saquon Barkley. But this way, you get Baker and Mayfield, then you get and the plus Saquon. of you draft address your quarterback because you don't have because, to take Baker number one. No, not at all. And I think people would laugh at you if you did. Yes. Um, but you can do that, and then you can let. If the Giants do it, or if a team trades up, mm-hmm. you know you can let a team trade up and take one of the uh, one of the Joshes, I should say, uh, Josh Allen. If it's that dude, did you see that seventy yard bomb from John? I know it's it a combine, pretty. but you it see was that pretty. thing? Oh, that kid's thing got is awesome. Arm. You know who likes kids with arms? John, John Elway <laughs> <laughs> loves a kid with an arm. At, I mean, right now, I mean, you've been saying it for a while, but Josh Allen really just screams John Elway. Yeah. Um, so many ways. But anyways, you know, whether it's him or Rosen or Darnold, who, I mean, obviously I said those kind of in reverse order of what mm-hmm. you'd expect. But Baker Mayfield should probably be there. I think Baker Mayfield is at most the second quarterback off the board. He's not going to be the first. There's potential that he would be the third if the Browns weren't taking him at four. But I definitely think somebody, if the Browns take Saquon, I feel like somebody will try and trade up to two or three. It might be the Jets trying to trade up to skip the Broncos in that case. Uh, and Baker Mayfield will be there at four. Here's the thing, and here's a quote that he had. I don't know if I heard this one exactly, but he was asked, what if you're selected by the Browns, who were mm-hmm. winless last season? And he said, that would be a chance to play football. I'd love that. First things first, they'd get a winner. If anybody's going to turn that franchise around, it's going to be me. They're close. They're very close. They, they've they got the right pieces. They just need the one guy and quarterback to make the difference. And that's the thing with Baker Mayfield that, I mean, there's a part of it where, so first I'll get into the thing I like most about him and the whole thing that everyone's talking about now is, is it cockiness or confidence? And Baker Mayfield even came out and said, I'm not cocky, I'm confident. And there's a thin, to me, there's a thin line. Mm-hmm. In order to be confident, you have to be a little bit cocky. That's just how it is. Like some people go out there and it's like, oh man, that guy's cocky, I don't like him. But most people who are really good at what they do mm-hmm. are so confident to where they tread that line and can be a little cocky at times because you know. I'm really good. Now, are there the flip side to guys that are really good and are not cocky at all? Yes, but most of the time you kind of ride that line a little bit between confidence with the cocky and you get both in a perfect situation. Yeah. If I'm the Browns, I heard that and go, he's my guy. He want like, I want a guy with Cleveland because you're winless, because one win in two years. I want a guy that's going to want to be here. And is going to want to turn this franchise. And Josh around. Rosen essentially told you he doesn't want exactly, to exactly, exactly. And that's a whole different situation because Peter King today on Dan Patrick said that the NFL, when he was talking about Josh Rosen, said the NFL has a problem with rich kid, like the rich kid quarterback, and basically Josh Rosen being like, I don't want to play for Cleveland, whereas mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield walked on here. Had to work here to get a scholarship here, won the Heisman here, work, 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 
fuck it. I'll play wherever you want me to. Mm-hmm. I'll, I, you know what? You want me to clean the bathrooms? I'll do that too. Like that's no, the kind he's of not going to do that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but if it was a, mm. a regular job, like, yeah. hey, I'll do whatever you need me to. He's I'm the guy who's to be not going to have an issue when the team hazes him. Where Rose oh, he'll give will it have right, an he'll issue give it right back. when he gets hazed. Well, f- you can wait till you're a sophomore. I mean, you're, no, you're but rookie like, year, you know that, that like that fun yeah. give and take. He won't be afraid. Do you remember to... Tim Tebow's uh, Friar? Yeah, cut? The Friar cut. Yeah, it's on my Facebook best. page. <laughs> uh, but I here's the thing when it comes to this though, mm-hmm. and, and part of my fear for Baker Cleveland, Mayfield? no, for Cleveland okay. necessarily because it's Cleveland, mm-hmm. and and then I'll switch over to why it could potentially be good for Baker Mayfield. Part of me is scared for Cleveland because they're Cleveland, and they draft a guy who he's a short quarterback. I mean, he's not like five foot eight, mm-hmm. but you know he's what six feet, six foot one maybe. I think he's six feet even. Um, he's also a spread quarterback uh, who those typically don't have However, the best transfer he, rate. He did say he's the most accurate quarterback in the draft. He did go ahead and say that. I don't think that's true. Yeah, a lot of people are saying they don't think it's true either. I don't think that's true, but it's okay. Joel Klatt said, yeah, he's the most accurate in this small range, but then Mm -hmm. when you go down the field, he's not the most accurate. Yeah, so there are— He's 6'1", officially. 6'1", okay. 6'1", 215. So he could be taller. He -hmm. could be a little bigger. Um, And I think that— I have that fear of those type of guys don't translate super well in the NFL. Now, the mm-hmm. good thing for Baker Mayfield, if you go to Cleveland or if you go to the other place that I can see him going, the New York Jets, mm-hmm. um, like I said, they might trade up to get somebody. They might surprise the world and trade up for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. These are two You're teams. You're talking about the Jets might do that. Yeah. These are two teams that have a lot of money. They don't have a ton of pieces at the moment. Mm-hmm. They can build around a guy like Baker Mayfield. He he'd be cheap come well cheaper. Yeah, cheaper. Well, he's in. a rookie. Yeah, yeah. he's a rookie because you don't have the Sam Bradford days anymore. Yeah, and you've got a lot of money already. Mm-hmm. You can build around whatever. And Baker Mayfield to me is a guy where he will not be successful if you are, let's say, the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. who are going to come in and say, "Cool, this is the way you're going to play." Mm-hmm. You know, he is not going to work in that situation where if you're a team that says, all right, we have this quarterback, let's know what he's good at. Let's know what he's not good at. You just got to let Baker be around him. Yeah. You're going to have to build that system, that offense around him. Mm -hmm. I feel like very similar to, and I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield, I'm not calling him the mobile quarterback here, Mm -hmm. but very similar when you get a mobile quarterback. And you sometimes will have to adapt the system to fit them Mm -hmm. uh, where it might not have done so already. You know, when you start playing it that way, I mean, we just saw it for for Chicago Mitch Trubisky when John Fox didn't care about a bootleg. Mm -hmm. But when Trubisky was in there, all of a sudden they needed to do some bootlegs because that's what he was doing, being successful Mm -hmm. at. You know, you will adapt to to your quarterback. Baker Mayfield is that guy where I think he needs to be in the exact right place. And I don't know if Cleveland or New York are the right place necessarily, but at least there's enough of an ability to build around them and give them what they need to uh, to kind of uh, hide away those weaknesses and play to his strengths. The only one of the the main reason I'll say mm-hmm. why I think Cleveland is the place for Baker Mayfield is because Baker Mayfield is the quarterback that Cleveland needs. Like, not to go Batman on it, but it's like, it's not the hero that you need. It's the hero you deserve. Like, Cleveland needs a guy that's going to come in. I think you said that wrong. 
Isn't that what? Or it's is not it, the hero you deserve. It's, it's the, the hero, hero that you, you need. need. That's right, because he was talking about Harvey Dent. But basically, he's going to be the guy to come in, and every other quarterback before. It's or like, we just why, fucked it up again. I don't know. Why am I in Cleveland? Da da da. And we're Baker Mayfield. Another thing he said, and a lot of this is what he said at the combine. Like I said, check the right boxes. That's what Baker Mayfield did for me. He checked every single box and then some. Mm-hmm. When he said the words, and this really got me going in a good way, they asked him, like, oh, what quarterbacks do you want to emulate? The I'll say the second one first. He said Drew Brees, mainly because, you know, Drew Brees was a shorter guy. I'm a shorter guy. If he made it work, I can make it work. Yep. The first guy he said, which was like, I'm sold. If you're going to emulate him, even with just the way he played, sign me up for that one, Brett Favre. I could totally see it. Not like mm-hmm. the because Brett Favre was competitive. But Brett Favre was like that kid on the field, yeah. joking around with the refs, joking around with other players I on different teams. I think the thing teams. that scares me about that is the— uh, Baker Mayfield likes to throw off his back foot quite uh-huh. a bit. And so did, so and so Brett, did Favre. Brett Favre. And he, <laughs> Brett Favre made it work, but, you know, lightning doesn't always strike hey, twice. Man, who, who thought Brett Favre was going to be Brett Favre when he completed that pass to himself way many moons ago? For the, yeah. I think that was when he was with Atlanta um, that that happened. I don't think that was with Green Bay. It might mm-hmm. have been with Green Bay. But I heard that, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm really starting to like this kid. Well, and, I think, the thing yeah. that, and the thing that I hate mm-hmm. is so early on there was the comparison, and I've even said that if I'm Baker Mayfield, I want nothing to do with this comparison. Early on, people were going, oh, he's Johnny Manziel. You know, comes from Texas, kind of that same bravado to the position, mm-hmm. mobile guy, spread guy. But then when you look at it, like, and a lot of people I'm glad on, like, ESPN, on NFL Network, are saying what I'm thinking to where it's like, Johnny Manziel's a different case. Where Johnny Manziel was like, I have a problem. I don't know if I want to play football anymore. Like, or not just play football, but I don't want to do the work. Yeah. I don't want to come in here and do the work. Where Baker Mayfield's completely the opposite. He's going to come in, do the work. And then some, and he's going to be a guy that, and this is the most important thing, like, just think of workplace worker. Do you want a guy, and maybe I'm describing Josh Rosen to Baker Mayfield or comparing the two, but do you want a guy that's been handed everything his entire life? Or do you want that worker that has had to work for everything and has that chip on his shoulder each and every day? I'll take the kid with the chip on his shoulder. I'll that's take whichever gonna, one wins. That, that's going to grind and going uh-huh. to fight and not going to take anything for granted. Now, the flip side of it, I do want to put the a little bit of the brakes on the hype just because mm-hmm. of— We're, I'm hyping him up. Because he's time. saying the right things, but checking the right boxes. You know, it's easy to say, I'll play anywhere— when you're not the top quarterback off the board. Mm-hmm. You know, where Rosen for a while was being talked about as quarterback number one. True. Uh, you know, so that's a different substance. When when Baker Mayfield, there are some people who believe he's going to be lucky to go mm-hmm. in the first round. Um, I don't buy that, but... What? Like, you think that he's going to get drafted think, higher? No, some people... Th- well, you can't go higher than the first round. No, some people think he's no, going to be mean, lucky like, to be in the first round. Oh, he I might think drop he is the in the first round for so sure. Do I. Yeah. So do I. Um, I think that if anyone's falling out, it's Josh Ro- or I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Well, uh, here's the thing I want to ask you. This will kind of compare it to it. Mm-hmm. Like we've said, you said to pump the brakes on the hype. 
Let's look at two guys that people are now questioning. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you, Sam Darnold doesn't throw at the combine. What did you think about that? I would like to see him throw, but honestly, things like the combine, the combine is great for the guy I don't know something about. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a lot of tape on, on Darnold. I've seen what he can do. I know what his strengths are. I know what what needs to be fixed and what needs to be worked on. So like a him. guy like Shaquem Griffin, where it's like, I didn't watch too many Central Florida games this exactly. year. Maybe I got to check that out. That's what you like to see. Uh, where someone like him, it's like, I don't really care if mm-hmm. you throw or not, because I've seen you do a lot of it. I've seen the tape, and I've seen it in games when it mm-hmm. really matters. My only thing, and this compares to Baker Mayfield with the Darnold not throwing, is... I want to see that competitiveness. Like like you said, I've seen mm-hmm. enough film on you, Rosen, Allen, Mayfield, and Darnold, to where you have a shitty day throwing. It's not going to say, well, you're no longer in the first round. I want to see you go out and compete with the other guys, yeah. though, with it's the other guys safe. in that group. Yeah. The other thing that now people are criticizing is another quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'll ask you this. Lamar Jackson didn't run the 40 at the Combine, because he said in an interview on NFL Network, he said, I was going to run the 40, but then everyone started talking about me being a wide receiver. So he said, I decided not to run the combine because I'm a quarterback. I will run the 40 at my pro day. Yeah. What do you think about him? Did you not like that he didn't run the 40? Do you care that he didn't run the 40? No, I like that he didn't do it because I like that he's being stubborn mm-hmm. and saying, I'm, See, I'm not a wide way. receiver. I'm a quarterback. I'm the same way because he's not. honestly, what, what's the worst thing that happens? He does get drafted at some mm-hmm. point and eventually switches to a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, that's the worst thing that happens. He's not going to be able to go in the first round as a wide receiver. He's probably mm-hmm. not going to go in the second round as a wide receiver. You know, so go in one of those two rounds, maybe the third round, uh, towards the bottom end of it as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Give that a shot because he'll probably get a chance. I also, I'm the same way. Love that he didn't run it because basically I'm a quarterback. You don't need to know my speed. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how fast I am. But the thing I love even more, they asked him like, well, you know, Lamar, if you did run it, how fast do you think you'd be? And he's like, yeah, I'd hit 4-3. He's like, I'd be, like, basically I'd be faster than Shaquem Griffin. And that just made me go, when's Louisville's pro day? Because I want to watch him run the mm-hmm. 40. I want to see him hit 4-3 and everyone go nuts. But then you get the whole thing, like, and I'll bring Darnold into it, of like, yeah, throwing at your pro day. I mean, you look at Baker Mayfield, and I love that pro Not well, Baker Mayfield, the Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel pro yep. day, where it's like the music's blasting, he's jamming, and he's just bullet, 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 complete, yeah. complete, complete. I mean, it's such a scripted event. They spend yeah. so much time practicing for that pro day. Uh-huh. Um, it's hard to mess it up. And I think mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, if I remember right, he only missed one throw Yeah, is what the big deal it was. was. Gil- it was Garrett Gilbert, the guy from SMU that didn't miss a single throw at his pro day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't think anybody's jumping for joy yeah. about Gilbert. No, he so, didn't. Uh, he, I think he's, he was with the Rams. Or no, that was Manon that was with the Rams. I don't remember where Garrett Gil, Gilbert went. I don't know. Guy from SMU. But any final thoughts on Baker Mayfield or the quarterbacks or the combine in general? Because we didn't touch the combine Yeah, at we didn't all. talk about the combine too much. Like I said, combine is a big big deal for those guys you don't know much about. Shaquem Griffin, what do you think? Uh, too much I like hype? Him. Too no. much hype after the four. I mean, probably, probably, mm-hmm. but whew, that's exciting. You see a guy like that? You see a big guy like that uh-huh. that can run like that? That's exciting. Well, did you hear what Von Miller said today on uh, no. First Take? No, I didn't. Um, he was not only talking about Kirk Cousins, how mm-hmm. like he wants Kirk Cousins on the Broncos, 
But he's like, yeah, give me Shaquem Griffin. Basically, he said, he's like, good thing I'm not in the front office. Because they asked him how high you would take Shaquem Griffin. And he goes, good thing I'm not in the front office. Because he's like, I'd probably take him as high as I could. Just yeah. to get a guy like that on my team. Now, of course, the flip side of that is, you know, there's more than the 40. So yeah. they can't get too excited. Um, I mean, still, though, with he's the a prosthetic good player, yeah. arm doing the 20 yeah. bench presses at 225, that's more than I could do. And I've got two hands. Mm-hmm. That's way more than I could do at 125, and I've got two working hands. Yeah. Like, he did more than I could do, and I've got, like I said, two hands. Mm-hmm. Any other guys at the Combine, like I said, Alan Lazard, I mentioned him earlier. I loved what he put on at the Combine. Any sure. other guys that you were like, I'm going to start watching this guy a little bit closely. No. Davenport helped himself. I mean, uh, I'm going to be completely honest when it comes to the Combine. I don't put a ton of stock into it. I'm a hype machine. That's, That's right. the problem. Is I don't put a ton of because I've been burned in the past. If you see uh-huh. a guy who's great and you're like, oh, you you better draft him right away, and then he doesn't pan out. Uh-huh. You know, because just because someone can run fast, just because they can bench a lot, just because mm-hmm. they can make the right throws when nothing is going on around them, mm-hmm. doesn't tell me anything. One thing I actually do like to see though is I like to see the defensive backs. When they get thrown the ball, are they going to catch it? Yes. That's one of the few things where I see that and I'm like, yes, that is an important one. I want to see if you can catch the ball because there's nothing around you. <laughs> it, to, it will never get easier than right now for you to catch that football. Are you going to be Devin Hester and not be able to catch it? Right. Yeah, be a wide receiver anyways. <laughs> there's a reason why you were switched to The other thing I'll say about the combine, the most important stat of the day, hand size. Mm-hmm. Hand size is really important. <laughs> Here's the last question mm-hmm. I want to ask you. If we went out to the track right now and ran the 40, how yeah. fast do you think you'd be? How uh, fast could you run the 40-yard There was, dash? I think I saw a Reddit post, by the way, and then I'll actually answer your question, mm-hmm. uh, where it was like an average guy, and it might have been a YouTube video, I don't mm-hmm. remember, but it was an average guy does the combine, uh, and he actually did a really good job. I want to do um, the combine like next year. Yeah. I want to train for it, let's be honest. like If we're going to do it, I want to actually well, train for it. I, I want to do, do it, it without right training first and then do it with training. And maybe not post the without training, <laughs> but just so I know how much better I did. But the cool thing about the the guy who did the mm-hmm. average stuff, it was funny. He was like, I'm an average guy. Let me do it. And he actually did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not buying that it's average. I'm an average guy. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, but no, I actually think, I do believe, I think the 40 would be would be my good would be my good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone's that surprised that I'm not going to bench a ton. Uh, I think I could do the 40 pretty well. I used to be able to sprint. The problem is, though, I do have asthma, and I haven't ran more than five seconds in, like, years, like, since I was in high school. Well, so I don't it, think I could run very fast or Well, because if we did the combine, we would go ahead and do, so you got the 40 that we would do. You've got the bench press that we would do. Mm-hmm. Vertical jump, broad jump. Yeah, and I don't then, think I have any jumps. And then we would do the Mm-mm. twenty yard shuttle and then the three cone drill. That's what we would do. We would basically just learn that uh, the guys at MVP are pretty athletic. I mean, e- out athletic. Even uh-huh. the even those of us who did. I mean, pretty much everybody in Brand, MVP. I brought it up to Brandon tonight. Mm-hmm. 
he wanted to run it tomorrow, and I'm like, we're not running the combine. We're not right. doing the combine tomorrow. Well, pretty much everybody in MVP did sports at some point in time, uh, but all of us are also like, we are well past the prime in that. I mean, hey, I'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, what sport did you play? Well, I I played baseball okay. for for a while, and then like and what then was stopped. if you had to pick one sport to be like your go to? Well, I was I was in martial arts. I was in taekwondo. Okay, I had a, I I won uh, second place at nationals. So I did pretty well. I was trained by Steven Lopez, okay. gold medalist Olympian athlete. Uh, that's my guy. That's the only Olympic sport I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm tooting my horn here only to say that I know for a fact I am super unathletic now. I am well past my prime mm-hmm. of being athletic. And I think that's the that is what everybody would learn is that the guys at MVP are well past their prime. So what we would do is the forty yard. But I think dash. I can get you guys on the forty. So we got the forty yard dash, mm-hmm. the bench press. We would do the vertical jump, the broad jump, the three cone drill, the twenty yard shuttle, and then the sixty yard shuttle. Yeah, is all the events that we would do. I would like to do it like one day. Yeah, maybe I think it would be fun. Maybe now, if we get I'm enough support from you guys, we'll go ahead and do it. I think we're all going to be ashamed of ourselves oh, afterwards. I, but. Don't, I don't care. I don't care. Because you know what's another thing that I found interesting? Uh-huh. Is not for every position, but like for the positions that they really use the drill for. Yeah. Todd McShay came out with a like guide to the combine where you can look at, all right, th- this, in, this benchmark is outstanding. Here's the five-year average. Here's where a red flag is. Yep. And, like, we could measure ourselves per position. That'd be fun. Like I said, I looked at it today. Mm -hmm. The position that I would play isn't even on there. Quarterback, they're like, nope, we don't care about any of it. Just how you think. Yeah. I think that uh, that's going to be fun in the comment section for Rick (laughs) is talking about being a quarterback. Uh, That's what I did when we played football. I was always the quarterback. Everybody wanted to be the quarterback. I couldn't do anything else. Except for I really took pride in being cornerback. I I just liked to be Michael Vick. You know, when we used to play and it would be like now two on two, and essentially you, I, I, I would be the quarterback usually, and it would be the, you know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi uh-huh. before you could blitz. And you would run. And, and I would just off. be like, come and get me because I'm going <laughs> to go. I, I know I'm faster than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, um, I will say my, uh, probably my proudest athletic moment. If, if anybody remembers the pacer, do you remember the pacer? The pacer. In gym class. It is that be like, the little thing like you said? It's like the little scooter no, no, you had no, to no, kick no, with no, your no, feet? No. It was when you would run from one side of the gym to the other side. Okay. And you had, let's, I'm, this is not how it works, uh-huh. but let's just say you had 30 seconds in round one. Mm-hmm. Round two, you had 29 seconds, then 28, 27. To get there and back? Yeah. And it just kept getting shorter uh-huh. and it would be it would be a pace. Can yeah, you pace ne- yourself to keep ne- going? We never did that. That was like a state standard thing, I guess. I, I don't, don't know. Th- I don't remember doing that. Some people in the comment section, I'm sure, did, but I got to 100 pace. And I was, that was like, I'm not, like in high school, I was not athletic. I was already past mm-hmm. my days. I was a musician at this point. Yeah. Uh, I have fully committed. And uh, I ran 100, and my gym teacher was like, I thought you were like some stoner kid or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to do anything else from this uh-huh. point forward, but I just did 100 pacers. You know what I hate? This will be the last thing I say. You know what I hated mm-hmm. in gym class as a kid? Everything? Rope day. Oh, we did never you guys did that. do rope day? No. We had a huge rope that would hang from the ceiling and basically mm-hmm. climb it 
see how high you can get. I wouldn't get that high and I don't, then slide down. I honestly don't think I would even know how to climb a rope. And then, like, I think Dave did it in elementary school. This is mm-hmm. like fifth, sixth grade. Well, yeah, fifth, sixth grade. If you climbed all the way to the top and touched the top, you got put in the monkey club. And you got your name on the wall in the monkey club. Very cool. That's what it was. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about our 40 yard dashes. About That's really we talked about at here. the end. And mostly about and Baker how many Mayfield. pacers did you run? In <laughs> yeah, high school? how many pacers you ran in high school? Um, also, let us know about Baker Mayfield. Should the Cleveland Browns draft him in the NFL draft? But that's going to do it for the podcast this week. Housekeeping here at the end. Check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. That's how you support us. Help us keep the lights on and the heat on. It's been cold in this room. As of late, we got to turn the heat on, but we need your help to do that. Also, go ahead, mosvalpodcast.com. That's where we keep everything for MVP. Five stars on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And Mark, show them the goods. You go can get, get that it in the store down below. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening to podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.